Welcome to Young Versus Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host, Colby Smith, as always. And my guest today is no stranger to listeners of this program. He is a member of New York City's last great sketch team, Please Don't Destroy. And he makes a ton of great videos on his own, making his second appearance on the program today. It is, of course, Ben Marshall. Hello, Colby. What an intro. Yeah, dude. You get treated right when you come to Radio Free Brooklyn. God, you buttered me up right away. I love it. Yeah. But, you know, no listeners, but great hospitality. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you can ask for in a radio show. That's right. That's right. If you treat the guest well, the listeners will come. Completely. Hey, thanks for having me, Colby. Yeah, man. to be here. It's good to talk to you. And, you know, it goes without saying that you and I are recording this, I mean, just days away from a historic uh, event which is, of course, John Mulaney coming back to SNL. And I know you're, I know you can't wait. <laughs> I know you can't wait to in... see him back up there. They're going to do a, like, a, oh. a, like a subway song or something, probably. They always do <laughs> <laughs> a New York Man, song. I have been anticipating it since November of 2016. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited. Melania and who's the musical guest? The Strokes? It's The Strokes. I mean, what a show. Seriously. I actually I actually just talked to a friend who is going to see that show in person. Oh, wow. Or do they have to like wear a mask and stuff? They have to wear a mask and I'm pretty sure go there like 10 hours ahead of time or something yes. and get like multiple COVID tests. It sounds oh pretty God. awful, but cool that they're doing it. Yeah, I. do you feel like... I feel like it's this is how it's going for me, but I you know I I'm certainly not speaking for anybody else. How soon do you feel like the tide is turning against John Mulaney from being like everybody's favorite? Oh my god, oh that's a good question. I'm I'm I I'm a big fan. I like Mulaney. Oh, same. It definitely does feel like everybody hits that critical mass where it's just like, well, too many people like you. Yeah. Someone's got to take you down. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Like, why would you hate him? <laughs> I know. I, I Did you see Sack Lunch Bunch? Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought What'd it was great too. I was like really like expecting to go in just being like, all right, like maybe this is it. Like maybe he has like kind of like jumped the shark in this because it's like such a weird like yeah. idea for a project. And it's just like, okay, so this is guy, this guy is like, doing like a little birthday boys with a bunch of kids. Like, <laughs> and then it was really good. It was really good. I do think like a lot of his like more mainstream kind of audience, it didn't resonate with as much. Is I think I've that's heard. probably fair to say. Yeah. But, but I think like the real comedy heads, you know, yeah. guys like you and me, <laughs> the coastal, the coastal elite comedy yes. heads. That was for us. Well, I do think that it is, like, it's cool to see him because, like, his style is so traditional that it's cool to see him, like, indulge in, like, the alt sensibility that he kind of, like, came up doing, like, in the, like, the Rafifi scene and all of that stuff. Completely. I don't know if you are, but I am a, such a nerd about, like, early to mid-2000s, like, alternative comedy scene in New York. And I've listened to the Invite Them Up album a bunch of times. I'm so and fascinated with that history. You could not have picked a more receptive show. 
Really? To go on and talk about this. I That Invite Them Up album, when I like heard that that was out there, I listened to it constantly. Oh, dude, oh my God. This is amazing that we're having this connection right now. 80 miles set on that? <laughs> Incredible. It's so good. I always think of like... It's cool hearing like even somebody like Todd Barry, who is just like who like works the clubs so regularly, come and do kind of yeah. an alt bit where he like brings people in the audience, like read a script he wrote. It's just like it's a real testament to like the oh, spirit totally. that, that show cultivated, or at least like what its legacy is to have cultivated. Because obviously, like I never went in person. But having that right. is such a like, it's, it feels like such an important like document. God, I couldn't agree more. This is such a <laughs> nerdy and specific conversation. I know, is... immediately, right before I was like, yeah, Ben, we're going to talk about basketball. And immediately <laughs> we're talking about like, like a very specific venue in lower Manhattan. <laughs> uh, I love it. That's, correct me if I'm wrong, but that place is now a Buffalo Exchange, right? Yes, it is now a Buffalo Exchange um and like every article ever written about it mentions like somebody mentions that in the article <laughs> yeah it's they're clearly not happy about it uh, yeah i i love that like era i don't know it's just so so i mean obviously so many great comics came out of it um i when i was in college i interned at the tonight show and one of their writers is patrick borelli who mm -hmm. is an incredibly kind and funny man, but uh, he is on the Invite Them Up album. And so I would like go into his office when I was done with work and just like ask him questions about it, like a complete nerd. But he was like so gracious and like told me about it. And he told me like certain regrets he has from like not getting his set totally together before the taping and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I probably shouldn't air that, but. Uh, no, no, that's cool. <laughs> it's for like maybe two people who would even get the <laughs> yeah, <reference. seriously>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was it's that's that's so funny that you're also interested in that oh definitely i mean i was like there was a stretch when uh you and i were working at the 14th street y which sam taggart once called our rafifi <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome where, i didn't know that where i was like i was like earnestly looking for a venue in like lower manhattan to like do a show and just like went to like every bar between avenues a and c like hoping to find something with like a back room and i was just like oh i'm doing yeah. this 15 years too late oh my god <laughs> story of my life <laughs> yeah yeah we i mean the please don't destroy a weekly show we did at uh vaughn which is in the east village and yeah. like definitely i mean kind of like <laughs> have always pined for it to be something like invite them up and like to make vaughn a space like rafifi and it felt like it was really picking up steam at the end and like cool people were starting shows there and our show is picking up some steam and mm -hmm. now I don't know if it is, I think it's still around. <laughs> yeah, I There's, know. They're currently still operational, but I don't know if that's gotta be the worst place for COVID. It is like the darkest, most <laughs> cramped windowless yes. basement. Yeah. did the least ventilated space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know it is like, it's very, smell. it's very hard to keep track of like what stuff has like lived on and what stuff hasn't. And it's also like, it's crazy to think that like, there was this, this like network of people who are just around like one spot like that. Like Mike Hanford was hosting a show there by the end. Like, yeah, it was produced by Brady, who was our producer. Right. 
that's what I, we, we were like hoping that Vaughn would become like a, every night of the week. There's like a super fun, like kind of alt show, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see if one day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in 2025, we'll have built up a yeah. scene that, uh, <laughs> but is around, God. but yeah, I think like what, what specifically uh, that every other, like every night of the week thing is what is so like interesting to me about Rafifi, where it's just like everybody, Hosted a show that like like Tuesday through Sunday, like yeah. one a, like a comedian from that scene was like hosting a show there, and there would be some like two a night, and it's just like I don't think there was a analog to that in the current comedies, like in New York, even just like in the past like couple years, like it's that's all what I was just that, gonna ask you. Yeah, I, I mean, it's all spots that like just closed down. Like over the eight had a little scene, and then it closed. And then Legion had its little scene, then it closed, and it's like I don't think anything really cropped up in the years since. Well, true, definitely. What do you think of the Union Hall comparison? Okay, see, that's interesting. I think, like, it's probably the closest we've got, but they don't have, like, every Sunday night is this. Like, even Whiplash is there, like, every so often. Yeah, that's such a good point, that it's, it's like, it's, like, monthly scheduling. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, you're right. Which is cool, and, like, it's a, it's, like... It's the best place. I mean, Union Hall is like the greatest. (laughs) Yeah, Union Hall rules. Lisa was doing your Under St. Mark's show. Was that every month? Yeah, that was every month. We would do a show uh, at uh, Under St. Mark's and a show at uh, the BCC every month. Under St. Mark's, I feel like, is a chronically underrated room. Okay, I'm with that. I agree with that. It's really fun for like sketchier, more theatrical kind of things. Yeah. Um, maybe not as ideal for stand up, but also sure. it kind of is. I mean, yeah, that was a great spot and like what a cool location. Yeah. I mean, talk about talk about historic under St. Mark's Theater. Please. <laughs> it is true though that like we're talking about these places and it's like you got under St. Mark's, you had Vaughn. And, like, other than the UCB theaters, like, where else was there in Manhattan by the by the last couple of years? In Manhattan? Like, right? Yeah, totally. And Manhattan had, like, nothing by the end. Yeah. We're talking about it, like, <laughs> by the end. It's just like, over. Like, it's like just life over. is over. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Everything is past tense. It is, it is crazy to think of, like, how much, like, energy we put into thinking about like what makes a good live comedy show <laughs> only to have it oh, get God. ended in a second. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. There's no. no like, well, but I mean, maybe if we just, it's like, no, it's just that thing that you cared way too much about is completely <laughs> over for yes. the time being. For the time being, but by the way, we keep telling you a different time when it could come back. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm really not optimistic. Like, I don't know. Not to get into COVID bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, I don't, I don't feel like it'll be soon that we can be in like a packed basement with no ventilation, like laughing and spitting on each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, by the time that happens like it's like everybody is starting from like i'm gonna suck at comedy in 2022 dude i i hate thinking about that like host i I think about like hosting and like how awkward i'm gonna be like bringing up a comedian 
Oh yeah. Like, I don't know why that is like the thing that's like, Oh God, like I, how can I do that? I, even just like seeing people in the park or whatever, it's like I could just get exhausted from oh, talking yeah. to multiple people. So. I, I feel that so hard where it's like, if I have a park hang like on the calendar, I am like a wreck for days leading up. To <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, much really? less. I mean, that's not even counting like when you run into someone like on the street or like in the grocery store or something like that is just that's not happening at all for me right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I I somebody I know took a a photo of me in line voting and posted it to their Instagram story. And there were just like a few people behind me and that it just filled me with such a wave of anxiety of yeah. like, do I, do I step out of the line and try to talk to this person for a second? Do I like wait until like two hours later when I voted? Like, do I respond <laughs> to their DM and like kind of have this conversation? It was just like, why am I not equipped to deal with like the most e- easy interaction? Yes, yes. It's the kind of thing where it's like you realize way later that all you'd have to do is like wave. Yeah, just turn around, wave. Hey, it's yeah. like, that's it. Yeah, I can go back to whatever I was doing. Yeah, like listening to a podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I was like, did like the vote by mail uh-huh. and it just took... Uh, I don't know if like if you like messed with that at all, but like it took them forever to like receive the thing. I was like checking the site all the time, just being like, "Has my vote? Did it count? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what?" Um, and then did I read it? this. Well, I did finally. I found out this week that it was received valid, which is great. Um, okay. But I've heard plenty of stories of people being like, "Oh yeah, I sent it in a month ago," and they're they're still saying that the ballot is like out for delivery. So like, <sighs> if you're in Brooklyn. Check on the website. Uh, yeah, that sucks. I no, I didn't even, I didn't even bother. I, I guess I was just, I probably missed a deadline, but <laughs> I just yeah, decided yeah. to go in person. Did you have to like wait in a super long line at all? Yeah, it was like an hour and a half. I mean, not not like the horror stories that you hear about, but it was pretty long. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've I've heard like a, just a bunch of different things from different people that like some of them are just like, oh, yeah, I went today and it was like 20 minutes where they just like catch it at the right time. And other people are like, yeah, my whole day was waiting for this. God, yeah, it's fucked. It's we fucked. should talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I we're going to be the ones to fix voter suppression. right Yeah, now. yeah seriously. Yeah. It's, it, I do feel like a a undercurrent of the past like months of episodes. Ben has been like, how long can me and a guest go without talking about something that's just a huge bummer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I jumped right into it. No, no, no. <laughs> like uh, the thing we both love is gone, and yeah, exactly. Voting <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, once you start talking about the Rafifi days, it's like it's only a matter of time before it's like wistful nostalgia about something else. Yeah, (laughs) completely. God, it's so funny how like the only thing that me and my friends have to talk about is like the past. And so we've made like, like we'll just bullshit about like live shows that we did oh yeah hours and it's like god are we that far up like our own asses like or do we just not have anything going on yeah (laughs) it's no it's totally true it's like it's the kind of thing that you like you guard yourself against when you're doing it 
in like normal, like it's just, like you're like, oh, I gotta like think about the future and like what's next, not like what's behind me. Yeah. But it's like there is right. no, <laughs> we have no future. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been eliminated. <laughs> yeah, this episode is just a Titus Andronica song so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, let's get into it. Let's talk hoops, yes. Ben Marshall. Let's do it. That so, is honestly, basketball has been a beacon of light in this in these trying times. It really Do you feel that way. The the first game back at like the end of July, it was it was Lakers Clippers, and I was in like I felt so good and pumped up watching them play that I was like, oh, this is like I'm watching it every game, like <laughs> completely. Except I was I was extremely hyped for the season, and then me and Brady watched uh, like a Brooklyn Nets preseason game, and it was one of the worst professional basketball games ever played. Like just <laughs> awful, like uh-huh. like middle school competition level. I forget who they were playing, but it was like, oh no! Like have I like put all of my eggs in this basket? That is this just going to be horribly boring and disappointing? <laughs> But then it ended up great. Yeah. Somebody made the point um, with it where they were like, yeah, of course it's great because, like, only the good teams are playing. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> such a good point. I know. That's really funny. But what was your, what was your like, were you, like, up on, on like, bubble content? Because, like, I was, like, like, watching the players' Instagram stories and stuff, just, like, getting like a real kick out of watching them just like live in this hotel yeah i think i've consumed like every piece of of media or information from the nba bubble that existed <laughs> like i have not missed anything i don't think because uh, there's just been nothing else to do but yeah uh, matisse Thibel, have you been watching his videos uh not or the did pa- you? not recently no yeah no nobody's watching the off-season videos yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he went to high school with Brady. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And Brady is a, I mean, I'm talking a lot about my, my friend Brady on this show, but uh, Brady is the producer at Sports Illustrated and he was covering the NBA draft when Matisse was drafted and he was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> oh my God. Thinking about like, did he like know him well in high school? Not well, but they knew each other. Like when Matisse saw him, he was like, Brady. <laughs> like, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm funny. trying to think of like, if a, like a tertiary friend from my high school got drafted. Like, I know, dude. It's so funny to think about. Yeah. Just thinking about who that would be is crazy. But that's right. Yeah. I was like, I, I have like been like, you know, I've been into basketball for a long time, but have really, it's like been the past like couple years that I've really like, like paid attention to it, like on my own, you know? Yeah. And, same. But, but this year was like, I got nothing going on. Nothing can distract me. <laughs> like I am all in on this thing that's happening. <laughs> Completely the same. <laughs> The one thing that would just just numb my brain, bring me joy. I was like, give me all of the NBA Reddit. Like, oh my God. Everything. I also just like, I feel like I didn't watch a movie for like a month. Oh, completely. Like all of my TV time was, was watching the playoff games for a while. 
Yeah, it was like I don't know if I've like read an article that's right. not like <laughs> NBA related in some way. Like, yeah, that's not a Zach Lowe just, analysis of uh, <laughs> yeah Jimmy Butler's <laughs> jump shot. So were yeah, you were you like, like were you like pulling for anybody in particular, or were you just kind of like along for the ride? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm a Nets fan. I mean, yeah. are you a Nets fan? You're, oh, you're totally, yeah. Guy. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, you know, no one had high hopes for them. Yeah. Uh, but I must admit, I am a Kawhi stan. So okay. I wanted to see the Clippers succeed. So it was uh, it was pretty tough watching them fall apart. Yeah, that was tough. Um, I, I adore Kawhi. I think he's so awesome. And yeah. uh, he's so funny and, like, has no idea how funny he is. Um, Completely. But it was, like, yeah, I don't know. We, like, we talked about it on this show a lot where it was just, like, they there was a million things that kind of, like, all went, like, a million little things that kind of all went wrong at the same time where, like, the, a bunch of the players had, like, personal tragedies that they were dealing with and, like, um, yeah. you know, they just, like, it, it when it came when it came to crunch time, it just like didn't fall into place, which was like tough. Cause like they were very fun to watch. Oh, completely. Yeah. And it's also like pretty amazing how quickly they became like villains in the NBA after being like, Holy shit. Like the underdog Clippers, like finally got some talent. Let's see what they can do. It's like, fuck you, Paul George, Pat, yeah. Pat yes. Bev, shut up. Like, Oh, I love Pat Beverly. Yeah, I I have mixed feelings on him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he would be. I I think like if I if I were a player on another team, I would hate him. Oh, I would hate his guts if, if I had to play against him. I can like think of guys I've had to play against in like rec league basketball who have who have been that same kind of energy, and I just yeah totally do not do well with them. Right, <laughs> it just like gets you going. But, like, if you're rooting for them and he's, like, talking all that shit, it's, like, it's very fun. Yeah, that's true. It is fun. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, I also feel like the sentiment after the Clippers, uh, like, bowed out, you know, I feel like sentiment against Kawhi really shifted as well. Yeah, what the fuck? All of a sudden, he's, like, people are, like, disappointed in his leadership skills. Like, what do you expect? He doesn't talk. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he did kind of blow up in that last game and that he had like zero points in the fourth quarter of the game seven or something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, come on. Remember I mean, yeah, I'm laugh? not going to remember I'm the funny laugh. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. I love the funny <laughs> laugh, but like, yeah. God, he, he is so perfectly like not human. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> he rules. Is he like, yeah. I, I feel like going into the season, I was like, oh, Kawhi is the best player in the league, like hands down. Yeah, I felt that way too. Uh, I definitely picked the Clippers for my bracket. Yeah. I I wonder if like, I don't know, the, the media and like the general culture like doesn't give enough weight to like his, like whatever like degenerative like quad disease he has. Yeah. Like, like the reason that he load manages so much is like, I think he genuinely has like something wrong with his legs where like by the end of that <laughs> like nugget series, he was not like him, his full explosive self. Yeah. I, I mean, think that people was, sleep on that. I think so too. I think they just like, 
I think it's it almost like what is so fun about him is how stoic he is. And I think it kind of yeah. drives the media crazy because he just like doesn't <laughs> give them anything. Yeah, nothing. He doesn't give a fuck. One of my favorite moments of his is is uh there was this was like from last season, I think, but a reporter asks him, Hey, like what does Christmas morning look like in the Leonard household? And he just goes, That's private. <laughs> That is so crazy. Like, like it is so easy to answer that question. In it's like the a most innocuous way. question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's great. Spend time with my family. Open some presents. I love it. Like, <laughs> done. <laughs> to actively like... deny it is such an easy question is yeah. really funny. That's private. It's none of your business. <laughs> it like raises more questions it's like yeah, what is, what's going on <laughs> yes it's like what do you have to hide there yeah <laughs> bizarre christmas ritual i know uh but yeah i definitely had the clippers up there uh i'm happy for lebron though that he got the title i think that's cool totally i mean hard not to root for him yeah i was I excited mean, I I really liked the like the Miami Heat though. It was like very awesome what they did in the playoffs and like that was kind of like a sleeper hit uh and like Completely. would have been okay with them winning just cuz they're like such a fun team. And like freaking Bam, what do you think about Bam? Bam is awesome. Yeah. He just seems like the best guy. Yes. Absolutely. Ugh. Yeah. I uh, I would trust Bam to take care of my children if I if I needed it in a pinch. <laughs> where where do you stand on Tyler Hero? Oh, I mean, <sighs> and have you heard the song Tyler Hero by Jack Harlow? Okay, I have not heard the song. I am queuing it up right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I want to like him, but I I I the I just hate his look. <laughs> yeah i think he's really good I mean, and i think it's God. cool that he's like a rookie but like i uh, i just can't get it i can't do it one thing you should do is check out his twitter account because okay. it is really unintentionally funny <laughs> he he like correct me if i'm wrong but is like from like an affluent white neighborhood uh-huh. in milwaukee right yeah yeah, yeah. I don't. Is it Milwaukee? I know it's like it's a city like that, though. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's just he tweets like my girl bad like Riri, and it's like awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> he took out his phone and typed that. I don't know. I just find it really funny. I mean, uh, some the of song these, is great though. I'm looking at the tweets right now, and some of them are really great. There's one from August 29th where he just says, "Watch who you call your homie." <laughs> like so faux deep just like yeah <laughs> like well what what went on that day <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i really let's start talking about the clippers uh we've got to talk about the mantras Harrell twitter uh where he's always just like he'll like he'll retweet a um a clip of him like doing something good in a game and he'll just say something like uh, uh it's like try hating me now 
No. <laughs> That's awesome. He's like very angry and bitter. <laughs> Talk your shit, Montrez. Seriously. He was posting some like seriously concerning Instagram stories when he was going through that stuff with his grandmother. Yeah. That was the yeah, yeah, that mean, was really tough. To, like, bring no, no, you're right. Dark. You're right. Um but yeah, I love I love Trez. I'm so happy he won uh six man of the year. Yeah, that was so cool. Do you think he'll stick around on the Clippers? I do, yeah. I mean, I don't know where... I, I mean, he, like... People were, like, very mean about him on Twitter and, like, online and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like he fits that team really well. I definitely like him more than, like, some of the other forwards they have. Yeah, it just feels like they need to, like, not have him in as their only big or something. Because yeah. he's just, like, getting destroyed by, like, Jokic and... yeah and like dominant bigs but yeah but yeah i like him it seems like the season is gonna come back pretty quick too have you been hearing this yes i have (laughs) i've been checking every day (laughs) (laughs) apparently i think it was danny green said that if they do start the season on december 22nd that lebron will not play for the first month (laughs) i respect it i respect it too it's way too quick Wait, it's it's so fast, and it's clearly just, like, so financially motivated. Oh, yeah. I mean, as is everything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if he sits out, it will be funny because of the stance he's taken on Kawhi's load management stuff. Yeah. But I guess it's a different situation. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Anthony Davis? How do I feel about him? I yeah. I love him. I think he's I think he's great. I I saw recently that thing about LeBron telling him that it's his team now. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. It's, it's clear really cool. like how much they push each other, and I like those stories of hearing like AD would call out LeBron in practice for like missing a rotation on defense or whatever. Yeah, and that he's just like never been like afraid of him. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, all of that stuff, all of that stuff is like exactly what I go to basketball for of just like, just like dudes like pushing each other to like be great, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the cheesiest thing. What is that? What is that in us that wants that? I don't know. I will say though, like watching those like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say because I, I feel the same way. I'm like, like <laughs> seeing these, these men like <laughs> put, picking each other up and pushing each other to their limits. It's like, what, what is so appealing about that? Sometimes. I, know. I also just like, I was more aware of it than ever this seat, like watching this round of playoffs because like, I mean, obviously just because of like everything going on, but like the amount of fired up and like, uh, just like empowered i feel when lebron james who i have nothing in common with at all <laughs> like just watching him be so good like watching him just like dribble up the court and sink a three i think like oh i can be something <laughs> like, <laughs> it is so funny how how we do that when there is just 
there is no connection. It <laughs> couldn't be further from your life. It doesn't represent anything that you're doing. Like it's, no. it's just a totally different field and different like stage. But it's like, yeah, like what? What about like my comedy career? Can I relate this to? It's like nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like you just you totally have those moments where you just like find yourself just being like, just got to keep pushing, just got to keep pushing. <laughs> yeah, well, what would Jimmy Butler do in this situation? <laughs> oh, he rules. I'm so happy he like has Miami. Like this is like, it's so clearly like where he belongs is on a team like that. Yeah, it's also like we've normalized it by now, but it's, nuts that they made it to the finals like they oh, were a yeah. five seed nobody expected the heat to be good this year like at all they were like oh jimmy's like doesn't care about winning he just wants to go to south beach and like get his money yeah but it was like oh my god they they did this so quickly yeah and he was incredible in the playoffs he was unreal i i honestly was a skeptic because I don't know a- anyone who talks that much about like waking up at three in the morning to like work, like get work in. Yeah. I'm like, this must be some kind of a performance. <laughs> yes. But yeah, he backed it up. Like he's great. Yeah. I found another. What are you? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to ask what you think about the Nets uh, odds this season. Like, Well, Durant's coming back, right? He is. I mean, I think they're pretty good. I think they'll definitely make the playoffs. Yeah, would definitely would be a huge disappointment if they did make the playoffs. I think Do the you only think finals the, contention. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, I mean, I guess like in the East, it's easier. Uh, still, so like totally. possibly. I yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see like what form durant takes like after so much time off and i think the only like yeah i i see a situation where the first like the start of the season is kind of rocky because it's like him and Kyrie trying to get along and they're both like that you know i just i don't see them like being fast friends (laughs) uh but yeah but i feel like after the first like month or so then they could like really lock into something yeah, I see that. I definitely see that. It is pretty insane, though, how much they have, like, a unified front to the public. Like, they both defend each other's, like, insane controversial statements and, like, really seem to be best friends. It's like their levels of crazy just seem to, like, mesh really well for some reason. I know, which is a it was something that I did not envision at all when I heard that they were, like, both going to be on the Nets this year. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Also, do you do you how much do you follow Spencer Dinwiddie? Because he is one of the most fascinating personalities in the NBA to me. Oh, I mean, I love watching him play. I don't really follow his like Twitter or anything, but I'm doing it right now. <laughs> so he is like a kind of like Elon Musk wannabe like Bitcoin libertarian guy. Okay, awesome. It is like so he's so like corny and like (laughs) annoying and like, like wants to be like a venture capitalist and like start all these, like, like his, his 
uh, Instagram bio is just a tech guy with a jumper. Oh, which wow. I love. Like, I really flip-flop on him because I can't tell if it's just like... He, he said in an interview that he wants to... He sees himself more like a Tony Stark than <laughs> an NBA player. Like, not a joke. I mean, that's incredible. It's unreal. He, like, wants to build an Iron Man suit. Yeah. He's a fascinating guy. Man, I'm, I'm on his Twitter right now, and, like, four tweets down is him talking about, like, the NBA's revenue projections for this year. <laughs> yeah, he's thinking about uh, uh, representing himself. He, like, parted ways with <laughs> his agent recently and is, like, like seriously considering representing himself. Which I mean, <laughs> I mean that would, has anyone ever – surely no one's ever done that before. No, no. He tried to get his whole NBA contract delivered to him in the form of, uh, what's it called? Ethereum. Uh-huh. And I don't think, I think they didn't let him. Oh and my he, like, God. made a big fuss about it. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I mean, I know that like, like the, the league is like actively, and like, this is a thing that Adam Silver, uh, the commissioner gets like a lot of praise for all the time, which is just like, he's been super into like get like setting players up for like their next phase of life after like after they leave the league but like Mm -hmm. to make it your thing while you're still in the league (laughs) is like it's a weird move for sure (laughs) totally it's like complete respect for the fact that nba players are so much more than basketball players and can have like rich lives outside of basketball it's just this particular brand of like tech bro like (laughs) next big app kind of guy that's just like oh that's what you've chosen (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) it's really weird i mean i'll say this as far as a twitter follow goes uh i'm i'm recommending tyler hero first over spencer and witty definitely i found another one, of, just... uh, another one of his here we go uh-huh. uh this is from april he so he's like 19 right <laughs> yeah and he tweets we still so young and got so much to find <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you can't tell like which of these are song lyrics and which are just like <laughs> thoughts he's having like oh he tweeted God. Got my attention, stay exclusive. Like, that's gotta be a song lyric, right? Yeah. It has to be. And then just knock, knock. (laughs) Incredible. I mean, uh, if we're talking about NBA players' Twitters, we've got to talk about, of course, LeBron, who has never met an emoji he doesn't like. Oh, my God. There was such a good LeBron tweet from recently that I'm forgetting what it was. I think it was like about, oh, it was like a nap he took. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it sounds familiar. He tweeted like, just took the most amazing slash incredible nap with like <laughs> a million emojis. <laughs> and it was the amazing slash incredible that really got me. Yes. Uh, him being so excited that the Dodgers won the World Series, I think, is also really charming. I like, I really yeah, like totally. it when players from one 
sport tweet about a different sport for some reason? Is that stupid? That's funny. <laughs> uh, it's not stupid. I, I don't <laughs> follow any other sport like at all. Uh, Same, yeah. So I just have limited reference points, but no, I mean that's great. I, it seems like LeBron just genuinely cares about like pleasing the people of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. He's such a good guy. He really is. Like he's just he is the he's the best. He's like my favorite of all time. Yeah. Did you watch? We didn't get to talk about the Last Dance at all. Oh shit. Did I watch The Last Dance? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, favorite, my, this isn't what you asked, but I think, who's your, well, who, I'll ask you, who is your favorite character slash real human person in the, in the show? Oh, this is a really good question. I mean, I think what what came to mind first is like the weird short old guy with the curly white mullet who is on his... <laughs> <laughs> who is on his security yeah. team. Um, that but, guy is extremely reminiscent of the guy from the Tim Robinson cars. I, I know. I like, there's some part of my brain that just like thinks they're the same person. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's an actor and he got both those gigs. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like I should be working harder to come up with a favorite guy because that guy's such a like a lightning rod. <laughs> <laughs> How about you though? Uh probably Phil Jackson. Like Oh sure. Yeah. Such an interesting guy. I just particularly love uh his like level of like presence and understanding to be like, yeah, Dennis Rodman just needs to miss practice to go to Vegas and like host WrestleMania. Yeah. And that's okay, and that's actually how we'll get the best out of him. And that not is... feel like slighted by that in any way. One hundred percent crazy. It's so wild that he took that stance. Like, like imagine anybody. Like, also, like this is like in the nineties too, where like, you know, just the farther back in time you go, the more like strict and conservative everybody is about everything. You know, totally. And so it's like for him to like say like, okay, this is a just a side of Dennis that like needs to come out. It's like the teacher who like let's the bad kid be in charge of the class for a day or something like that. Oh, like, yeah, it's so cool <laughs> that he did that. It's amazing. It's such a like admirable mentality that, that he's, he's truly just like so, so secure in himself to be able to do that. Yeah. Like how many coaches, I don't know if you played many sports growing up or whatever, but just like, so many coaches with these like Napoleon complexes or whatever, just being like, hell no, you oh. can't miss practice, even though you're in like seventh grade. Oh my God. Just like playing. Uh, I played like little league football uh, when mm-hmm. I was in fourth grade. And yeah. like, so like I am nine years old and it's just like, you're just like face to face, like every day with the worst men who live in your town (laughs) and they are in charge of you and are yelling at you and are like red in the face yelling at you to like do a better job at football and you are nine yeah it's hell it's awful it's a terrible experience sorry go ahead yeah no no you go you go 
I I remember this this one uh, time where we like, you know, when you're playing football, you like have you like wear your pads and stuff to practice, obviously. So you've got like all this gear on, and it's like doesn't fit you right because like your your body is to weird nine year old proportions, and yeah. you start like many sports, you know, you start uh, uh, practice with like a lap around the field just to like warm up and like get the heart rate up and that kind of thing. Yeah, and. Uh, so, you know, it's like midway through the season and we just start. It's like, all right, it's like, take your lap. We all run around the field. We come back and we're breathing hard because we've just run around the edge of the football field. And the head coach mm-hmm. goes, God, look how tired you losers are after one lap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I love that level of masculinity where you have a <laughs> nine-year-old a loser. <laughs> Oh man, I was just like, I, even at nine, I was like, I didn't even feel bad. I was just like, what is this guy's problem? <laughs> that's so funny when you have the resolve as a nine year old to be like, oh, that's your issue, yeah. not mine. <laughs> God, dude, totally. I, I played like AAU basketball in high school uh, for a little bit. And like, I had a coach, I was like new to the team, and it was the start of the season. And he was like, like, if you fuck up out there, I will bust you in the fucking chest. <laughs> right, right, Tim? And Tim was like, yeah, he will. And I was like, oh, what, what are you, you're going to punch us? Like, what, like physically? Like, what are you talking about? And then uh, Tim, from that story, made it to the NBA. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guess it worked. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> Tim. Tim got punched enough by this coach. Yeah, that he was like, "Oh, I guess I'll just have to work extremely hard." <laughs> uh, pretty oh insane. That is brutal. Uh, yeah, I never saw him actually hurt anybody. But yeah, sure, uh, sure. He definitely threatened to. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he wanted you to think he was capable of it. Yeah, I, I have no doubt he was. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you were how old again? Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, I mean that's that's an, an insane <laughs> behavior. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah. By the time I was in high school, I was doing like cross country and track, where like you, the practice is just like you literally like running in the opposite direction of the coach for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they can't touch you by then that's good thank god yeah i never played some... football playing playing football in savannah georgia would have would have definitely been a lot of what you're talking about oh yeah yeah was it was your town like because mine definitely was where it's just like the high school football team is you know it's like friday night lights it's like everybody's paying attention to it Yes, completely. But I I switched schools to uh, an arts school. Oh uh, hell yes! Halfway through high school, so we didn't have a football team or a basketball team. Um, and we had a wrestling team, but they were like the like they were like dweebs. Like nobody liked them. It was like a very <laughs> reverse kind of like a fame situation. Oh yeah, man. We had uh we had a uh, I'm just remembering this now. We had a send off. Like anytime the uh, the the team would like go to states or something, we'd have like a big school assembly where you like send them off to like the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
and uh, my freshman year of high school, the mock trial team got a send off <laughs> <laughs> to go to the state. And it was like the same kind of season as like another team of ours, like got a similar thing. And so everyone that just like is so funny laughing at the idea that the mug trial team gets one. And then this guy who was a senior made a sign and held it up in the crowd that said, I'm a mock sexual. Oh, wow. That's then, awesome. It was really funny. And then he got suspended for a week. No. <laughs> like, you got to, from like your perch as a freshman, like way up in the bleachers, we just got to watch the assistant principal like walk the length of the gym and like get this guy's attention and like lead him out of the gym. Oh my God. That is amazing. Oh, it was really good. Really good. That's so funny. Did that uh, guy win class clown? You know what? I, I think he probably did. I think he was also the class president. Wow. <laughs> he, he was had some, killing it. He had some kind of uh of like class office, but uh you know, who yeah. knows? Um we yeah. have we have like ten minutes left here, Ben, and I want to talk to you about uh your New York is dead video. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. That shit is so funny, um, and obviously, like people should check it out if they haven't already. And uh, w- like, just like walk me through uh, the 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 process on this one because it was like it. Well, I was so good. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was the whole conversation happening around, uh, you know, that guy. God, who even was the guy? The owner of like the stand or something? Yeah, the owner of the stand. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He wrote this op-ed that was like, uh, New York is dead and it's never coming back this time. Yeah, and then then Seinfeld like wrote uh, another op-ed that was kind of taking that down. Yes. And I just, I thought the whole conversation around it was like so stupid and like happening by, I don't know, people who probably don't know anything about the city or like really contribute to it right uh so i decided to make one from the perspective of a college student or a guy who went to college in the city who clearly knows nothing about it yeah um so i talk about how like fucked up it is that the hard rock cafe is closed (laughs) (laughs) how we'll never return from that and reveal that i'm an anti-masker along the way yeah yes but it was fun. I mean, me, uh, me and my roommate Brady just like went in on this camera um, and then just kind of like wrote this in an afternoon and like headed, headed out to Times Square and just just got it. Yeah, man. And Brady's back on the show. We got to get Brady back on uh, like on the show. <laughs> yeah. How many times have I talked about him? I guess when there's only like two people in your life, like, <laughs> you can only see like your roommates then they come up a lot. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's like, it's like it, your, your roommates, your girlfriend's roommates, that's your whole world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, that thing was so funny. How are you like, uh, cause you guys did like, please don't destroy, just put out a new thing also. Like, are you guys all, uh like you are you like making them uh like consistently again or like what's the what's going on with please don't destroy oh yeah well first of all thank you for asking the burning question that's on (laughs) 
Uh, the video we put out recently, we shot way before COVID. Uh, there were like gotcha. three elderly people in the video. So I hope people didn't think that we <laughs> shot it like, during it. Uh, but yeah, we, we've, it's one of those things where you shoot it and then it's like being edited for months. Um, right. But we have, uh, we all live in the same neighborhood and, and me and Martin live together. So we've been able to like work on some stuff together. Uh, we actually just got back from a weekend where we all, us and like a couple of buddies all got tested and went out to John's parents' house and shot a few things. Um, and that was really fun. So hopefully we'll be able to put those out soon. Yeah. Watch this space. Watch this space. My 800 subscriber YouTube channel. Please don't destroy. <laughs> you guys need to have a UCB characters welcome moment with your YouTube channel and really just get it, get it popping off. What was that? Characters Welcome had a moment? Yeah, Characters Welcome had a thing uh, a couple, like maybe a year ago, where just like all of a sudden their page got like a big jump in views. Um, huh. And it was like unexplained, but uh, it did happen. It was unexplained? They don't know oh. where it came from or why. That's that's bizarre. I Damn, maybe the algorithm just, just worked in their favor. One time, um, do you know Philip DeFranco? He's a popular libertarian YouTuber. Yes, I do. <laughs> he put one of our videos in the description of his videos. I guess every video he does like a secret link in his description. And that somehow got us like a huge boost of views and subscribers. So... You know, shout out to the libertarian YouTube community for really holding <laughs> it down with my sketch group. <laughs> this is good. This is the beginning of Please Don't Destroy's like Rick and Morty turn. Where it's just <laughs> like, yeah, the show is so good. Why is it attracting so many ho horrible fans? Like, what is. <laughs> <laughs> have no doubt that's in the cards. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do what can you do your fate. except your fate <laughs> <laughs> all right one last question before you go yeah please did, did you like me buy the t-shirt supporting uh kurt files road crew y you know what this is perfectly fitting because it is another way to mention brady before we end the show <laughs> Brady got me one of them for my birthday. Oh, damn. It was an amazing gift. Wait, which did you get? I got the, like, it's kind of like a like an orange-pink one, kind of, that's got a bunch of shit on the front. Dude, I have the same shirt. Hell yes. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, we love Kurt Vile, baby. Yeah, we're big fans. You and me on the roof of the Y... Uh, talking about the new, the, 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 I'm trying to remember what I can bottle it in. Yeah, bottle it in. Um, have you listened to the new EP? Oh, yes, baby. With the, the John Prine cover? Yeah, dude. Oh, it rules. I've been getting really into John Prine too. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, uh, he is so good. There's like so much there. It's like fun when you get into an artist and you realize, like, oh, they've got a bunch of perfect albums that I can now enjoy. Completely. Complete and total experience with that. Like, it's fun to get in on the ground floor with stuff, too, but there's also something to be said for, like, coming in late and then, like, just, like, having it all right there. Yeah, it's like it's like binging a show. Yeah. It's like, oh, great, there's, like, already six seasons that I could just, like, gorge myself on. Awesome. Yeah. 
Oh, that is reminding me a thing I wanted to talk about uh, 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 on the show also really quick, which is that I have said, I have in the past on the Radio Free Brooklyn Airwaves said some bad things about HBO's succession and... Bad things? Bad things. I've said bad things about it. Um, And I just want to own up to the fact... I just want to own up to the fact that I'm uh, obsessed with it now and I'm watching it really fast and it finally clicked for me. So it's happening. Okay. (laughs) Colby, what, what did you say? How could you be so wrong? (laughs) I do. I will say, I think that the show kicks into gear in like the back half of the first season. Okay. That's respectable. I get that. I've been Uh, rewatching season two. Yeah, I'm watching season two for the first time right now, and I am loving it. Don't you love the part in the finale where... Wait, the finale of season two? (laughs) Fuck you! Fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) I just totally spoil it on the airway. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I love Tom. Tom is my favorite character. Tom is my favorite character, Colby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> damn i miss you man hey right back at you <laughs> we gotta end it there that's just so nowhere to fun. go <laughs> just a sweet sweet moment yes <laughs> uh anyway you were saying this was so much fun uh this was so much fun i had a <laughs> terrible time <laughs> <laughs> No, this is great. Thank you so much for having me on, Colby. You're the best. Hey, I'm only a mirror. Wow. Look at that. (laughs) Man, the long pause into the wow. (laughs) I I think it's the Zoom connection. (laughs) I I did have to take a moment to kind of consider what you were saying. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that before. Ben Marshall... (laughs) <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the show. It was so good to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to stop the recording, but not the call. Great. Hi, this is Jimmy. Well, that's the end of the music, but it's not the end of the show. For those of you computer literate parrot heads out there, stick this CD into your computer and you can see an enhanced video of what we do and what we say backstage behind the scenes.